This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we recap the Black Baddie Brigade's podcast experience at South by Southwest, explore some tragic mulatto shit, and appropriation versus appreciation. Do you niggas know the difference? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Do you know the words to that song? Why does it feel that way? Yes. On my own. You make me feel like supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Jay we, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ayo. Can you talk again? Talk again. Okay, great. All right. I to make sure I could hear you. You, rem- you, you remind me of Aaliyah in that song, Four Page Letter. She's like, can you turn me up some more? Oh, my goodness. Up some more, like five times. And then, the song, and then, then the song fucking starts. I don't remember all the ad-libs. The ad-libs. I was too young. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. If you want to follow the conversation of this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ on all of your social media. That is your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebooks, all that shit. Follow, we retweet, we screenshot shit, we do it all, we talk back to you. Yeah, we do. We connect motherfuckers to one another. Word. Community shit, yo. Community. 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 Did you say that? I yeah. cannot get with that. Community. I can't. It sounds like some sort of anti disease agent or some shit. It does. It is. It gets rid of <coughs> white supremacy. That's and ash. That's the job. White yes. supremacy and, and ash. ash. Okay, that's, that's exactly fair. what it does. Sounds good. Yes. Uh where are we recording today? We're recording at ICN Studios. Mm-hmm. Um that is their website site is icn.dj and there you can get content every hour they have videos podcasts articles new shit every hour and it is fubu as fuck that's why we that's fuck right. with it for us by us yes content for people of color mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sounds good sounds mm-hmm. good also with icn you can consume their content but you can also they have studio space you that's can come right. here if you want to create content um of just course. go to their website like i said earlier icn.dj and do the damn thing all right good shit good shit how are you doing i'm doing great good. how are you doing i'm doing good i'm feeling really good yeah me too we just got by for, back from south by southwest so i'm feeling energized and a motherfucker it mm-hmm. feels like a vacation even though we did mad work while but, we were there but it was work we're like really really love yes and are passionate about yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah so i'm feeling sauced i'm feeling energized um being back in the world <laughs> is um <laughs> is whack and washed and it's trying to get at me already but that's okay but that's all right i, I got the batteries in my back black girl batteries in my back okay and um i'm rocking with that i'm rolling with that okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right i see i see um how are you feeling I said I was feeling great already. Okay, good. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to double back, circle back, and check. Speaking of things that make us feel good, donations. If you would like to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast to help us keep shit going, to do shit like go to South by Southwest, which we just, just did, yep. which was amazing and will help to drive the podcast forward, to do all the shit that we do, throw Pod and Live, South by Southwest, Pod and Live, NYC and all that shit. And, can, and and the little things like pay for studio time. Pay so you for can do this every time. Week. Buy business cards, yes. buy stickers and shit like that to give out. Your donations help with all of those things. If you want to donate 
it, you can visit our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. And you can hit the donate tab. There are two ways to donate. You can donate via PayPal. Or you can donate via our Patreon. And if you want to donate via PayPal, you can give us any amount as many times as you want. However you're feeling, you can give us a one shot deal. If you want to just donate once for the year, once for whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you can drop it there by hitting the donate tab and then selecting PayPal. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can choose the Patreon option. And we're asking that all of our listeners donate $2 a month. That's $24 a year year and if everyone who listens to this podcast donates that much then we will have enough money to do all the shit that we want to do for the year um and it really helps and it really goes a long way or you can you can subscribe to give us any amount you can give us a dollar we have people giving us five dollars a month whatever you want to give we will take it and we will love it and we will appreciate it when you subscribe to our patreon in return you get this podcast we just keep fucking doing it this podcast you get a you get libations on the show that's right um yeah yeah you get all the good shit Mm -hmm. um so uh expect nothing extra just (laughs) just all this goodness do we have any donations for this week yeah we actually had lots because since we pre-recorded the other show right there's like two Two weeks weeks worth worth of donations in there things that you guys give us i'm with it i'm with it so we have a couple of patrons manuel J. And Amber, they just signed up for our Patreon, so thank you guys. Aria and Love Cash actually upped their pledge from before, um, which is dope as shit. So thank you guys for upping your pledge. We also got one from Brittany. Brittany. I don't know. I just like the way she spells her name. Like, okay. Instead of the Y, she uses, instead of the I, she uses Y. Instead of the Y, she uses the I, mm-hmm. which is like pretty fucking dope. Um, she also left us a message, and her message is... Brittany says, I love that they acknowledge and celebrate Juneteenth. When I lived up north, nobody knew what it was, so this made my heart happy. Yes, this is a Juneteenth zone. That's right. You know what it is, and mm-hmm. we're going to tell everybody up north what the fuck it is. That's so right. they'll know. We celebrate every year. Every fucking year. And we also got a Patreon pledge from Nikita from hey, the Queer Walk Podcast. Nikita. Podcast homie. And she left us a message. Um, and she says, this is a top-notch program. she did pronounce it program program we know for a fact and she spelled it program program smart sharp and witty so yes thanks for the love thank you nikita thanks to everybody who uh signed up for our patreon we also got some paypal donations and everybody left a sweet little message so faye sent us money via paypal and faye says your podcast is top five in my weekly listens thank you for all you do thank you so much faye we appreciate you thank you you, faye and then my homie kishana that i actually went to college with sent me money kishana says janicia please forgive me i have had your podcast on my never-ending to-do list for years i finally got a chance to listen to it on my way to work a few months ago and it was is fabulous So then, of course, I wanted to donate to you, but I wanted to write you a note with it. So then that got moved to my to do list because (laughs) I never have because I never had time. I never, quote unquote, had time to sit down and write the type of note I wanted to. Sad face. This morning, I woke up and decided even if I couldn't write everything, it was way past time for me to hashtag pay black women. I love listening to you and Queen. Hi, Queen. Hey, girl. It feels like I'm a part of a conversation with my own girlfriends. You bring your intellect, your humor, your passion, and your unapologetic blackity blackness to every point you make and every laugh you laugh. I'm trying to figure out how I can cite a podcast for my dissertation. We actually had somebody do that. Yeah, we did. Um, So if if I find that email, then I can tell you what they did, and maybe you could do that. Yeah. 
Y'all definitely have a fan in Memphis. I have much more to say, but the baby is waking up, so I got to go take care of business. I'll definitely come back and join the Patreon sooner than it took me to do this. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Keep being yourselves. The world needs you. Kishana. And then she puts her, both of her old last name and her new last name from Vandy. I know who you was, Kishana. <laughs> you didn't have to put your, your first, uh, last. I find it funny that. that the baby woke up like, what? She got time. Right. <laughs> How dare, How dare you? How dare she have time? How dare you I'm have up. a moment to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kishana. Thank you. Um, Allison also hit us on the PayPal. Allison says, Dear Queen and Jay, thank you. I've been listening for a while and I don't know why it takes it's taken me so long to do this. You, affirming, educating, advocating, killing. Oh, affirming, educating, advocating, killing. Me, listening, laughing, loving, much success at South by Southwest and in Austin. Thank you. Wakanda forever salute. Oh, Wakanda salute. Excuse me. I'm, I'm reading the emoji, guys. Um, <laughs> Allison. Thank you so much, Allison. We appreciate you. Those are our donation libations. Do you want to tell everybody what libations are? Yes, libations. Libations is when we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joy. So it's either, you know, we know how you see the guys on the block pouring some for the homies. That's right. Rolling with the homies. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, yeah, that was like a white thing. It um, was, but it, it happened to me. I was there. We all saw the movie, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. I thought you was going to go, this is for my homies. Oh, next time. So I'm saving that, that one. Saving well, that well, one. well. But yes. Start to think and Yeah. So all that's right. what we do. When we show love for all of the things that give us black joy. Mm-hmm. That's right. We calibrate our happiness. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do do that. So those were our donation libations. Um, you want to get into some other libations? Yeah, you said you had one. I do. I have a tiny quick one. I want to libate. Have you been watching How to Get Away with Murder? Sure have. So there's an actor. Actually caught up today. So yeah, there's ahead. an actor on there. The actor who plays um, the black woman lawyer. Oh, I fucks with her. Yes. She Tegan, was, her, her, her name yeah. is, the actor's name, I, I mean, the character's name is Tegan Price, but the actor is... Uh, I think it's Amira. It's either Amira or Amira Van. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fucking dope. She's fucking dope. I met her. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I met her when she was, and she was on the show Underground. So that's when I oh, met I her on that show. Okay. So then I seen her on How to Get Away with Murder. I was uh-huh. like, okay, she got a job. Yeah. She got another job. I'm she's feeling a bad her. Yeah, yeah. She's. I, be- I think from what I remember early in the season, her character is queer. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And. I want to. I, I believe that she's fluent in Spanish, so I don't know if it's supposed to be implied that she's Afro Latinx. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fucks with her, yo. I love yeah. her character. There's just um, like the moments that she has on that show in every scene, but also like the in, the exchanges that they have that that she has with the other black women on that show. Yeah. I really feel that a lot. Um, I just love. I just love that she's fucking there, yo. Yeah, I really, I really do. And kind of back to what we were talking about. The other week when we were talking about um, the evolution of black women characters on television and the evolution of black women characters in Shondaland. Yeah. And just like this is like a full ass black woman character. Like you cannot 
if you if you made this character not a black woman, you'd have to write it differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the shit that she says and does is integral to her being a black woman. Mm-hmm. And she's also like a lot she's just she just happens to be a black woman, but it's it's written in. It has to be yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it has is. to be written that way. So anyway, she was giving me life and um I enjoy her. So I wanna I wanna add to why I enjoy her yeah. because we as similar to like how we talk about um, in the How to Get Away with Scandal episode mm-hmm. where we see like Olivia interacting with people and no one gives it back mm-hmm. and then um, right they and, um, Annalise too. Annalise gives it and no one gives it back mm-hmm. but this woman gives it back exactly. and serves exactly. it she gives it back and then what I like about this also is that these characters don't exist in a silo so even though um, even though we had Olivia kind of pretending she didn't know who Annalise was yeah. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's like it within any industry like we know who the other black girl podcasters are yeah, like everybody exactly. we all know who everybody is yes. like you, we've been watching each other's career what we do for the most part yeah. or maybe I've heard of you and googled you for a second or whatever like we know who each other is so just those moments of yes I know who you are like yeah. you know I, I um I enjoy that I enjoy that a lot <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? Nothing. Oh, I didn't mean for that to be a thing. <laughs> Nothing. People be acting like they don't know who I am. I yeah, I know. It's annoying. I do it to you a lot. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. We we won't go there. Let's yeah, we won't. On. Yeah, let's move on. We're still in libation. We're still in libation. We are libating. Joy. We and lib- my libation. My libation is about um sister circles. Okay, get into that. And um women gathering. So when we were in South by Southwest. We didn't do this on purpose, but we closed every night with like a round table of bad bitches. Oh, wow. Um, so it would be me, Jay, Money from Queer Walk, Nikita mm-hmm. from Queer Walk. Diamond Styles. And Diamond Styles. From Marsha's Plate, Black yeah. Trans Talk. And we literally like every night closed the night together. And it was so important. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fucking dope. And it, it's just, um, I've always been a person into sister circles. So it's nice to know that I have a sister circle in this podcasting right. space because um, the entertainment business, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. this is, is mm-hmm. a fucking vow horrible (laughs) place where people think that they have to like stab each other Mm -hmm. to get to the top and Mm -hmm. all of this other fuck shit that white supremacy teaches you. Oh, we did close the night together every night. Every night. I knew that, I guess I knew that we would, but yeah, no, you're right. We did and it was nice and fun and cohesive. Yeah, it was really, really nice and then like every every time we walked away like full. Yes. Not drained, not, we walked away from the table full. Learning from one another and shit. Oh my goodness. It was just really, it was just all, every single night it was just a great close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to elaborate sister circles and women gathering and how we, as black women, have always used that as ways to like heal yeah. and like learn and mm-hmm. and get and get through the fuck shit. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, so, no, yeah. I loved it. Every room that we walk in, we walked into, we destroyed. You know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck, mother... Oh, it was great. Like, it was so you and great. I, we do this. You and I do this all the time together. And even though it's two of us, it was nice. It was nice for there to be at minimum five of us at any given moment. Like, it was destroying nice to, a room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it was nice to um to for us because me and Jay are always doing that. Mm-hmm. So, but it was nice to do that and have other women do it, and we never had a conversation right. about what we're gonna yes. do. We yes. just we just it's had just, each other's backs. We just know what's just, gonna happen. Yeah, and just, yeah, just, and it was no big deal. No, but and we would leave like, laughing, like and smiling, like we would not leave affected. We would leave like, right. oh, okay, so where's the next right. venue? Yes, fine. And we know that none of us is gonna question each other because we all know what each other's goal and yes. intention is. Yep. 
Yeah, no. It was, it was dope. It was really, really great. It was really, really amazing. I had an amazing time. I did too. It was such a blessing. So yes, libations to healthy sisters. Yeah, circles yes. And gatherings. Yes. It was just yes. amazing. And not fake. Yeah, at all. Like nothing. We weren't pretending to like each other. I find that because a lot of women are still navigating um what it means to be in support of one another and what what like womanism feminism black feminism is that a lot of us are still learning how to support and it's on that's an ongoing thing for everybody but a lot of us are in the very early stages of learning what that means yeah and for some people it still means pretending because some people still don't like women yeah because honestly like that's the first time i met diamond right and it was like homegirl Mm -hmm. like nothing had to like you know what I mean? No like adjustments we, had no, to be made. None of that shit. It no was like, that just, was just it. Yeah, like yeah. homegirl. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. if you, somebody said something, you was going to get punched in the face. Like, right. it was just like, <laughs> no one said anything. But, you know, right. and I know we all felt that way yeah. about each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really, it was really beautiful. Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't, I haven't said much about it. Like, I've been listening to, I think, all of you talk about it mm-hmm. because I can't put it into words. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I can't put it into words. It was really my hope my spirit was fed like yeah. I'm, a, I'm gonna eat off that for a long time yeah, that me was too. that was a me good too. time i really really love that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah i like that libation yo libation to sister circles what else what do we have coming up yo we, yo we got things coming up we got a lot of shit going on we some busy bitches we are very busy <laughs> so as we've been reminding you guys um pod and live nyc is coming yes. up so if you were if you went last year then you know that it is a big black podcast meetup um show up if you're a podcaster you can come through if you are a listener of any podcast you can come through our podcast any of the podcasts that will be featured that'll come up yes um you can come any podcasts that are not necessarily featured but you know they're going to be there come through you know what i'm saying like it's really just a space for us to gather and connect this is a free event um it's just a good fucking time it's a good time it's and this it's it's how we met a lot of the people that we work with currently the first it's how we connected with icn like it's just a lot of things come out of this space so we really want everyone to come and just fucking like get to know each other and create community Mm -hmm um yeah that's what it's about that's what it's about that's what it is about if you're somebody who's curious about podcasting and you 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 might want to ask somebody a question Question. come through if one of us is free we'll answer your fucking question you know that's that's what it is you know that's 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 what it's all about so that's going to be on april 21st um starting at 4 p.m at von bar that's at three bleaker that's where we do a lot of our cool shit that's where we'll be we are going to be dropping an rsvp link for that shortly shortly, but right now we just want everybody to save the date make sure you're free it's a saturday afternoon um just come ready to kick it it's gonna be fun go to brunch and then come through come through and then go to dinner whatever the fuck yo whatever the fuck it's a good time but it's a good time it's a good time i really i really um i had a blast it's exciting to be able to like find a sense of community every month yeah i feel like we've been doing like monthly fucking community building shit yeah yo. we have really so have. It's, it's helping me survive through 2018 bastard <laughs> <laughs> 2018 2018 has been pretty good Why um no you're right it's been okay i'm having <laughs> i'm having a rough day i had my little depression coffee earlier to try and like shake my juju up 
But, okay, um, keep that on that side of the room. Okay, I'll keep it over here. <laughs> I'm, it. I'm drinking tea now, so it's cool. Great. We're cool now. We're drinking tea. It's all fine. Really it's all great. fine. Uh, we have another really cool thing coming up yes. on April 27th and 28th. It's called the Di- the Age of the Digital Griot Podcast Conference. That's taking place in Washington, D.C. by We the Culture Podcast Collective. We got put on by our homies at the Brown Liquor Report. Yep. We will be there um, on a panel there talking about some podcast shit. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a blackity black, black ass event. We will put the event right to that in our show notes. So there are events. I believe that's a Friday and a a Saturday. Saturday. Yes. And that's in Washington, Mm D.C. If you also happen to be somebody who's going to Universal Fan Con, which is in Baltimore that same weekend, you can fucking do both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's also a great like because there are a lot of podcasting conferences that are not geared toward the black podcaster or the black podcast listener so i think this is a great place to go it's also fairly affordable compared to other conferences the other conferences are in the hundreds i think their tickets are between 20 and 50 dollars i think it goes Um, up to 70 yeah Mm -hmm. that's like a vip thing that you don't really right right if you don't need it you don't need it Mm -hmm. but from 20 to 50 dollars as far as the conference is concerned Mm -hmm. so that's pretty dope and i just like that they're creating access to this space because it's really limited access to like getting this information Mm -hmm. on how to start or content or like you know all of the podcasts and shit that they kind of like make it inaccessible Mm -hmm. so like there's some that are like Seven hundred dollars, and then there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday when people fucking fucking work. midweek. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, How am I supposed to get there midweek if my job is what helps to sustain my ability to do the fucking podcast? podcast. You know, I'm just supposed to fucking take a whole extra week off to go to to this, go do that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So it's like this lot. one starts Friday evening. Yeah. And goes into Saturday, so you know it just seems way more accessible right, for people right, to right. get to. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure I yeah. said that because I think that's pretty dope that Absolutely. they're making it so accessible and pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're in DC, please check that out. Again, the age of the digital griot will be there. Barry from Podcast and Color will we'll be, be there. there. Panama Jackson of Very Smart Brothers will be there, and a bunch of other motherfuckers yeah. will be there making it happen. We'll it's gonna lit. be blackety motherfucking black it's gonna be lit I'm super excited yo. that's fuckity fuck um so did you wanna get into the show let's get into the motherfucking show yo All right, let's, let's do it let's I'm ready let's do it yeah I'm ready too so Jay you I have to make a face when I do that. You. Oh, gosh. Uh, so what are you affirm for yourself today? Ooh. So I affirm that I'm not a lady. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually asked about that. And every, in the T-mails. Right? In the T-mail, yeah. Every few episodes, I clarify because somebody is a new listener. And so that excites me that we have new listeners. That does excite So I'm totally too. cool with that. Well, sometimes people just listen and they don't even ask. Oh, true. You know, so it is true, good that, true, that, true. that the people act so you can right. say this again. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We got this T-mail real quick from Crystal. And Crystal says, hey, y'all, I just discovered your podcast and am addicted. I really, really enjoy the conversations, tips, and everything. I have a question about your affirmations. What does Jay mean when she says, I affirm I'm not a lady? I'm tired of lying to myself like I know what the <laughs> heck she means specifically. Just curious. Thanks in advance. Wakanda forever. Wakanda salute back to you. Thank you for that emoji. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you for asking. So we used to do, uh, we used to talk about like what our pronouns were yeah. and we would ask each other, okay, what are your pronouns? What are your pronouns? We're both um, cis women. And so um, 
it was lovingly brought to our attention that that might be problematic to be discussing our pro oh because in addition to saying and affirming what our pronouns were we would add something like i'm personally i'm not a lady so i would use that as an opportunity to talk about how i'm not a lady um queen would use it as an opportunity to affirm that she is a bad bitch yeah and so we didn't want it to seem like we were playing with the concept of pronouns this is not something that as cis people is not something that we deal with people just assume that we are the gender that we were assigned at birth so Mm -hmm. it it really um, it was brought to our attention and we discussed it here and then we asked more listeners kind of what they thought about it and we decided to stop discussing pronouns and to stop, I mean, stop using pronouns in that way and to stop affirming our personal shit with the pronouns. Yeah, shit. connected to pronouns. <clears throat> right. And then we just decided to just proclaim our affirmation. Uh, exactly. Because it is still important to me that I say that I'm not a lady mm-hmm. um, because there are very few spaces where I can safely affirm that. People still call me a lady in email at work or fucking just in passing, which is fucking annoying. They even call me, hey, girls, I'm a fucking grown-ass bitch. You know what I'm saying? So it's like spaces, this is a safe space for me, and so I like to affirm it here and in other safe spaces that I'm not a lady. Um, What I mean by me not being a lady, I grew up in a very patriarchal home, patriarchal setting, and uh, I felt like what it meant to be a lady or people saying, be a lady, ladies don't do this, ladies don't say that. Uh, I felt like that term was a tool in my oppression as a woman. Um, and it's just something that I want nothing to do with kind of the, the ideas that are associated with ladyhood, um, or gentlemanhood or whatever. People don't even say that people say like manhood. Like it's just one of those things that I just want nothing to do with whatever lady fucking means. I don't want anything to do with. I'm not that kind of woman. I feel like. And so, yeah, so I'm just not a lady, whatever it is. I'm not a fucking lady. Somebody else asked me, you know, well, lady doesn't seem negative to them. For me, it was a negative experience. So I'm just not a fucking lady and I don't want anything to do with it. And also I'm going to add that ladies, the word lady has been a respectability thing pushed down your throat that you you. are rejecting. Absolutely. So that's why she just doesn't Mm -hmm. use the term lady. I'm not a lady. I'm a jazzy ragamuffin. Um, (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not a a lady. And it's important because, yeah, that's that's just like who I am. I I was actually, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I actually went on a date the other night. And we were, it was, it was like, we had such a good time in the middle and it's hard for me to decipher cause I'm a good time. So I'm like, am I having fun? Cause I'm fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Or am I actually having fun? Cause I'm having fun with this person. But we had a really good time aside from uh, two questions. The last of them being, are you a lesbian? And I'm like, <laughs> why would I endure the shenanigans that is you and this date and garbage men? You know what I'm saying? If, if I, I was, was a lesbian. lesbian. You didn't ask me if I was queer. You didn't ask me if I was bi. You didn't ask me none of that shit. You went straight to, are you a lesbian? Which would mean that I don't uh, date or sleep with men. The whole point of this Tinder date is strange dick. I'm meeting strange dick here on a date. And you're going to ask me if I'm a lesbian after we hung out for hours? Because you feel... He didn't, he didn't say this, but I knew he was asking because he feels like I don't perform gender in the way that he expects or is used to women or women like me to do. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah. And so that was like... That put a major damper on the rest of the evening. So anyway... It's important that I affirm that I'm a lady and I'm not a lady and that people understand there's different type of bitches out there. There's all different types of women. Like you can be any type of woman. You don't have to be a lady. I'm making a face. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that was gross. It was really gross. That I explained gross. it and he seemed to get it and apologize, but I don't know. 
Who knows? Are you a lesbian? It was very weird. We were like walking around and like looking for someplace and like laughing and making a bunch of jokes. And I was saying something. I was telling a story. He's like, wait, are you a lesbian? The story was not about uh, having gay sex. (laughs) (laughs) It was very like, no, this is this is just how I talk. Is this what a lesbian sounds like? Is that is that what this is about? What is this about? What is this about? What does he look like? So I just know to never swipe swipe right. Um, what does he look like? You could just show me later. I'll show we you don't later. have to talk about it here. I'll show but you later. He sounds violent. I'll show you later. He looks like a black hipster. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Ask me my affirmation. I want to get over this. He's got like the handlebar, handlebar mustache. Anyway, all right. What's what are you affirming today? So that's sorry, Crystal. That's what I mean. Um, let me know if you have any further questions. Cool. What do you affirm, Queen? I affirm that I am a bad bitch. Yes. As always. And I also affirm, for some reason, this quote stood out for me that Beyonce said um, in a song. Go ahead. Okay, so I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it. That's right. And yes, that is my affirmation mm-hmm. um, for like the year. I like, like I dream it. I dream a lot of things. I work hard. I'm a grind till I own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and grind does not mean like grind all the way to a but I'm nothing. You know, like right. I'm not going to wear myself mm-hmm. out and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't think of grinds in that term because that's how a lot of people think yeah. of grind. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get all the sleep. Get your rest. I'm going to be moisturized. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be drinking my water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like. Survive. You got to do what, what money said. Survive hive. Yes. Survive yes. hive. Exactly. So I'm going to be doing all that stuff. All mm-hmm. of that stuff is also a part of my grind. Yeah. Um, the other reason why I brought up that Beyonce quote was because people love to, it's this quote that floats around that's bullshit, mm-hmm. but it's talking Which about. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you have as many hours in a day as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Did you not see? true. Not actually. true. I don't have the money she has. I don't mm-hmm. have the access she has. You there's don't so have many, the help. The help she has. Yep, like she can she, to there's hire. so many things that Beyonce has that she has grown to have in her career since she was a fucking yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. This woman was working since she was a kid. Mm-hmm. So if you like try to equate um, my everyday to someone who was working for something for that one goal since she was a child, right. like you're stupid. You don't really understand grind. Mm-hmm. You, you think it's just supposed to happen in a day probably. Yeah. You're probably one of those kinds of people. So um, I wanted to bring up this Beyonce quote that is actually mm-hmm. something she said because if I dream it and I work hard um, and I'm a grind, do I own it? And I like it. That's what it is. And own it is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. So I like it. That's, that's what I will affirm. I and tell us the thing we always affirm, What's I that? am enough. That's right. I yes. am enough. I am enough. You I are enough. enough. We are enough. Yes. I am enough. Yes. I feel that. I feel that. When I started thinking about Beyonce's resources, I was thinking about like how she wakes up in the morning. Like She probably has like people who like call her or somebody like brings over like a, a newborn and like just <laughs> blows the newborn baby breath over her <laughs> over her face and then she smells it like that nice newborn baby breath and like just wakes There's up so much and they has. take the baby away whosoever baby that was they this, take it away she doesn't have to do anything with so it so much she has i don't have she yeah. even has a rich partner like this is so much right you know then what i mean then there's that you know like what yeah. the fuck like this i just want that to be done with mm-hmm. i do not have the same amount of right. time beyonce has yep and time is a resource yo yes time is a i don't have it resource. i don't own my time i still have to go to a job that mm-hmm. owns my time yep so nah okay yo after coming from south by which was like during a work week for us like a like a nine to five work week for us mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm just thinking about having to go back to my nine to five, yo. It's like, I have podcast shit to do. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this fucking foolishness. Showing up, clocking in, doing things, you know, typing at my computer like the freaking piano cat. It's ridiculous. Bing, 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 bing. I don't know. I always feel oh like the gosh. piano cat when I'm at work. Oh my gosh. You know what, bitch? What kind of tea are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking chai. I'm drinking chai. I'm back oh, on okay. my back on my bullshit with the chai tea. <laughs> drinking chai. What are you drinking? I was like, is she gonna ask? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you look like you was in a zone. I, I was. I forgot you were here for a second. I know I took a seat. I was thinking about that infant and that baby's breath. <laughs> sorry. I'm drinking um chamomile honey tea. Okay. Is it delicious sound? It's it's good. All right. I was expecting more, but it's good. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm, drama. You know, the other teas that I've had mm-hmm. um, from this package yes. have been amazing. Right. So this one is like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. We hope y'all have your tea ready. So what are we talking about today? Yo, so let's start with South by Southwest. Let's start with. South by Southwest. So for anybody who doesn't know, we were invited to go to South by Southwest by our podcast homies, Queer Walk Podcast. Yep. So they applied. They got accepted. We applied. We got rejected. And our homegirls were like, oh, y'all can come be a guest on our show. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? That's mm-hmm. how this works? Mm-hmm. This That's some community shit right there. Yep. That's how it happened. So, yeah. So we, we had the honor of being guests on um, Queer Walk, the podcast live show at South by Southwest. And while we were there, we got to do all different type of amazing shit because we're grinding ass bitches. Where? So we did other panels. We did roundtables. We fucking did a pot and live when we met like our podcast listeners and yep. friends who were in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. Yes, it was really great. I do want to add, though, that listen to the episode of Queer Walk. It is there now. We will have it in the Yes, we're going to include it in the show, show notes. notes. I think it's, what is that? Is that their episode 36? I don't know. Okay, we'll include it in the show notes. Um, but they also do like kind of a summary of the trip. And then they put they play the live show. So yeah. you can listen to... You can listen to that like live South by Southwest episode with yeah, it's us really there dope. as guests. It's, it's fun. so cool. It was really fun. I really enjoyed that interview. Oh my God, I, love I really that. enjoyed that yeah. interview. So like we said at the top of the show, we got to be around lots of great people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we've mentioned Queer Walk, so Money yep. and Nikita. Yes. We shared a room with Money and Nikita, which oh was my fun. Goodness. It, it was, was such great girl time, it yo. It was. It was fucking wonderful. It was fucking I loved great. It. We, I was la- I've been laughing all weekend, actually, about shit that we said while we were there. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I wanted to say some quick thank you. So uh, primarily, first and foremost, we want to thank Queer Walk for inviting us out there. Money and Nikita, we love you and we appreciate you. I wanted to thank um, Casey from the South by Southwest uh, team, Casey and the rest of the team there at South by Southwest who were like running the podcast stage. They were really great to us and also invited us to like a bunch of other little shit, which was really cool to participate in. So thank you so much for that. Tracy and everyone else from the TuneIn team that was there because Mm -hmm. TuneIn kind of sponsors that stage um, and the shows were streaming live on TuneIn. So thank you so much for being so great and helpful and like... It was just really, the energy there was really, really Yeah, it dope. was good yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. So. For it being so early, too. It was early in the morning, and oh everyone was, like, God. up and alive They were and up, helpful, they were alive, they were like, on. Yeah, yeah it was, it was really And even when we came back, me and um 
me and money came back that day to watch the nod podcast mm-hmm. like do their show whatever and just also just super nice again like happy to see us and shit it was just really nice to have friendly faces and yeah. like this whole south by southwest thing it's like really huge crazy type event you know what i'm saying yeah. so it was really cool to be dealing with people uh women in particular that were like just fucking great and the team i don't have everyone's name here but like the team was great also we were able to do um we'll talk more about that later but a um a panel a black yeah. women in podcasting panel our hashtag listen to black women panel um and so i wanted to thank laura mignon for allowing us to do that um at your house mm-hmm. which was um your, uh <laughs> your, <laughs> at hashtag your house why you are house um and that is with her company d flash and kite and samsung they had like a south by southwest house and they had a bunch of panels going on yeah. um for about two days throughout that week so that was fucking dope and we had the opportunity to have a panel there laura was on the panel she also does the reset podcast so be sure to check that out um diamond styles thank you so much for being on the panel like yeah, she, she that shut shit it down out. she showed her whole entire ass okay <laughs> she shut it down just but this is why we invited these people yeah exactly you know what i'm saying like it wasn't just like we weren't it's enough of us we could have just did a, a four-person panel but like we invited people who we knew had things to contribute and offer um to the subject matter so yeah that was really truly a blessing to have diamond there and to hang out with diamond like the whole time. time like she came she came to see us at yeah. south by southwest yeah. she lives in texas she's like usually i don't go but y'all gonna be there so i'm coming to see you like yeah. let's do this mm-hmm. um so that was fucking dope thank you so much diamond also please check out her podcast marsh's plate black trans talk it's fucking amazing i started listening to it it's so good oh you just yeah. started so you met diamond first and then started listening yeah. to the podcast mm-hmm. okay yeah don't you fucking love it yeah i do it's fucking yeah. great i waited to meet her first i have to do it that way okay that's um, fair but yeah it, mm-hmm. it's a really good fucking mm-hmm. podcast i fucking love it i love it um and also brooke devard of the naked beauty podcast she was also on our panel thank you so much brooke for participating in that yes it was just great it was just great. And we, and, and we all fucking showed out. It was yes. it was a really amazing Brooke's panel. Brooke's mother was there. Oh, my goodness. Doing, Looking all beautiful and shit. Yes. Ta- being all motherly. Being all motherly. Taking <laughs> pictures and shit. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And it was... We were in front of a mixed audience of mostly white people. Yeah. Um... And they were there for what we had to say. Mm-hmm. We were there talking about black women in podcasting. And our podcast is centered around our experiences. Yes. And we don't spend a lot of time talking about how we navigate whiteness and whiteness this and whiteness that. We've been to so many podcast panels where, where they sit there. It's, it's all black women, but we're still talking about white people for some reason. Yeah, you all know? the time. And then we wanted to, the, the goal of this podcast, I mean the podcast, the goal of the panel was to also tie in the black oral tradition and how right. black women have been doing this and how is now yes. something that we do in podcasting mm-hmm. so that was another theme within the conversation Absolutely. that was dope mm-hmm. like jay we did that no we did the we put thing. together a yeah, really good panel yeah. so it's a traveling panel we'll be doing it other, other places. places yeah so if you hear of us doing a panel please check that shit out mm-hmm. um it's called hashtag listen to black women yep. um black po- black no listen to black women podcasting as black oral tradition yes. so that is our work and um yeah it was fucking dope mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been what it was without our panelists and we have yeah we have some more of that shit upcoming with like more of our local panelist friends yep and um this is fucking great it is it's great. just like it, we knew it was gonna be dope but it was like so much more than we expected it to yeah, be yeah like to see it have come in fruition um to see 
this idea like just happened mm-hmm. that way. Well, we knew it would happen that way, but it was just like, yeah, yeah, it was yes, beautiful. It was really good. Um, so we're hoping to get at least the audio from that to be able to share with you all in some way. Um, figuring that out, but in the meantime, it was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was that day. Then another day, we did the actual live show. Mm-hmm. Um, which was great. It's it's. I think it's the first time I was interviewed by like friends. Okay. Which was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really really fun to be interviewed by people that kind of already know me, but yeah. there's still things that they wanted to know right, about me. Right, um, right, So right. that was really fun. And mm-hmm. then to be interviewed by someone who, people who listen to us and yeah. are a fan of what our work, that was like dope too. Like yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. No, it was really, really cool. It was good. Listen to it. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil, like if you haven't heard it already, yeah. I don't want you to spoil what went Just on. Just listen to it. Of course, I cry. Because it's just what I do everywhere. We had um, audience members cry. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was mad early in the morning. It wasn't a packed crowd, but mm-hmm. it was enough people there to make it a good time. And, uh, yeah, it was this one woman there, a young woman who she looked around college age and she was working South by Southwest and she like came and sat in our panel and yeah, her and money had like, they bonded and had this whole like crying moment and just about being a black queer woman feeling by herself and wandering into our panel who like she really hadn't planned to go to. She was just kind of working the event and she was like, Oh, Oh, well, this looks interesting. interesting. Let me walk in here. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. I of course had to walk away because I'm like, I've already been crying. I'm not going to make it out of here if I witness any, of this so I, <laughs> as soon as i saw them hug like embracing and shit i was like let me get the fuck out of here i can't do this oh gosh i was with my friend and he was just telling us how brilliant we were so i was just Aww, soaking all soaking of that, that in. Yeah, that's, that's cool yes. tell that's us we're, cool. tell me we're brilliant yes, yes. That's do that great. do that um and then uh we got a new listener uh dion dion fox yes. came through mm-hmm. and she enjoyed herself so much that she then came, came, came to, to our, our meetup yeah, our yep. meetup our pot and live south by southwest that was super dope it was just good it was just good to meet and connect with black folks in another motherfucking state well, you yeah, know what i'm saying it was, it's it like it's nice to feel like we have an impact somewhere outside of like just the places that we're already familiar with yeah you know what I yeah mean? It's, i think it was it was great for both of our podcasts to realize that sometimes you get comfortable in a little pocket yeah. that you create for yourself mm-hmm. so to be in another place like a whole nother state right. in a whole nother place and still touch people in these ways mm-hmm. is dope as fuck because yeah. they were mostly strangers in that room mm-hmm. there weren't the tea hive and the queer walk hive yeah, no, in that room that's right and they fucked with us yeah so it was did. it was dope and amazing to know that um we got reach, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. both of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was amazing. But like we said, we're not going to spoil it. Listen to that yeah, episode. Please do. Go please to Queer do. Walk. They're on SoundCloud. and No, SoundCloud, Instagram. SoundCloud, SoundCloud iTunes. iTunes. They're in all the places. Tune in app, of course. Yes. Um, yeah, they're everywhere. So please be sure to check out that episode. And we will leave the link to that show. It was fucking dope. Oh, and yeah, just libations to like other black podcasters we ran into. So Brittany and Eric from The Nod. I got to talk to them after their show. That mm-hmm. was cool. That was interesting. Uh-huh, yep, that was interesting, it was. <laughs> um, and uh, whoo, this show was actually really good. And then Black Girl in Ohm, they did a wellness Yeah, that panel, panel it was, was Sorry, good. it was just, I it was just, one of the hosts. It was just, um, I can't think, Laura Nash. Okay, okay. Uh, it was just her. Right. And she had other people who were guests on her show mm-hmm. also be on the panel. Yeah, yeah. So um, she had a really good panel on, like, uh, women of color and wellness and yeah. shit like that. That was really cool. We went to the the shy panel. 
Yes, that, that was, was good. Cool. I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that too. And the season finale tonight, and I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I should probably catch up. Um, <laughs> what else did we do? In- oh, we went to Barry Jenkins. He did a keynote. Yeah. Um. Okay, should we just edit that out? What? <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. We can keep it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will say that when it came to South by, we were having issues with because we were black. All of us black mm-hmm. feminists as fuck. Mm-hmm. Black womanists as fuck. Right. We and like we say, we we are we're very into centering ourselves and mm-hmm. our voices. So it was weird to interact. I had issues with interacting with black people, not on a personal level because he wasn't just right. talking to me, right. but being in these spaces where black people were. St- still catering to like white gays mm. did you feel like he was doing that i just got annoyed every time he brought up his crackhead mother and being from the projects it was just like why does he have to say that mm-hmm. for every single thing it was just it was just strange that's mm-hmm. what turned me off so when did you feel like it wasn't did you feel like he wasn't bringing it up like like to say that he was impressed or surprised with himself that he was wherever he was everyone i feel like everyone I feel that that is a part of his story that everyone knows. So I just Mm -hmm. didn't get the insistence of saying that every single sentence. Um, My mom is a crackhead and Mm -hmm. I'm from the projects. Like, we, I don't know. It just seems strange that that always had to be a part of his narrative. Um, Yeah. Was Was there a piece of, was there elements of that that you felt was for white gays? I think it was to show that, like, it seemed as though it was to show that, like, even though all of that was happening, I'm here. Um, which to me is like so. Like I don't know. It was just. Mm. It was just was strange. I just didn't. It made me every time he said it. I'm like, for what? Because it would be stuff that wouldn't even connect. Like I, then when I was in college, because you know my mother was a crackhead, and it was just mm. like the 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 way that he used it and the places he would use it, it wouldn't even make sense with what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was like I just didn't get why he kept reminding the room that I didn't get it. That's interesting. I've been in I've been in um I've been in spaces where people who look like me were playing up their otherness and it seemed like maybe it was out of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I'm just a you know, I'm just a black girl from so and so. I'm just a little black girl from so and so. I don't know anything about this and da 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 da. So it's interesting that you say that. It makes me think about that. When I was in there, I did I wasn't reading it that way. I was reading it. Yeah, I did feel like he was talking to. Well, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then like I'm not a person who. It made me think about audiences and who. Oh, sorry. Just real quick, we're talking about Barry Jenkins. He was the director of uh, Moonlight. Yeah. Just in case anybody doesn't know, sorry. Um, it made me think of audience and who we're talking to, mm-hmm. and um, I think that like we're in the beginning of this and mm-hmm. whatever our paths are in this space. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that I'm always talking to black women, even if there's a room full of white people. Mm-hmm. Like when we were on our panel, most of the people in the room was white, but I still was talking to black women. And still they ate things. that shit up yeah. because we were speaking our truth. Exactly. And they were able to con- still connect with and it. And that's not what I was getting when I went to many other panels right. where there's a black person speaking. It right. seemed as if they were catering to the audience. Mm-hmm. And, that's something I never want to do, mm-hmm. um, unless that audience is a black woman. Right. Um, so I think that's why I would get so turned off when I would be in these spaces, and it seemed as if they were catering to um, mm-hmm. the white audience because maybe they're just so used to only speaking to those people right. because those are the only people who have access to those spaces. Right. So yeah, so that was I had like real indifferent mm-hmm. feelings about that when we went to like 
um, like when it was that, when we were in that other panel, mm-hmm. the yeah, I, I had a difference with that. Like even when I left, when I got back here, I was talking to my um, Abu about it, and I'm like, yeah, it just gives me this real indifferent feeling to see people of color like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because even if there's, I feel even if there's a room full of us, I don't think that there's would speak to us as if they're speaking to the blacks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I don't when know. When you say that you, they'd speak to if us. If a white person, like if it's it. a white you know, person, they're just gonna, mm-hmm. I feel that they're just going to speak. They're not going to speak as if I'm talking to the blacks, so let me like, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, but it could be because these people have been getting hired to speak right. in these spaces right. for so long. Or they're used to being the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, for me, like, with with his thing, I kind of zoned out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few others where I just kind of just zoned right. out because it was like, yo, this is not for me. They're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. I and feel I think you. that I need to think about my expectation. I do expect all black people to talk to me mm-hmm. and be speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's something I need to, like, figure out because not all know. these motherfuckers are going to be talking to me yeah i don't i don't know i don't i think that i like i like this kind of um resistance in which we point out okay who are you talking to and why are you making an effort to talk to this group you know, like it's like because it's not even like you just go on and you talk about your experiences i do feel like there's this kind of bending over backwards mm-hmm. and because we we are all capable of code switching whether we do it or not most of us are capable yeah of the code switch um we don't see it as bending over backwards because it comes so easy to us at this stage in life you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so i do I do feel like we should not be bending over backwards to translate ourselves um, or to explanatory comma ourselves to white folks when we always have to bend to understand whatever it is they're saying. You know what I mean? And so I think it's important to point that out. I don't think that you need to walk into a room and uh, no, I don't. I don't think that. I just think mm-hmm. I need to remember that my expectations aren't always going to be met. Like I right. see a black person on a thing, and I think they're for me. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. So I. That's what I'm talking about. Addressing my expectations and knowing that black people aren't always going to meet my expectations. Oh, I see. So that's the thing I need to like address and, mm-hmm. and come to terms with that right. these motherfuckers aren't always going to be talking to me because yeah. I really get offended when they're not. Got it yeah got it so that's that's my thing there's a a level of disappointment there yes you thought Mm -hmm. you were getting one thing and And i got something completely different yeah i don't know if i've been in more of these situations than you but i feel like that's like the norm i walk somewhere i'm like okay you're not talking to me at all and if i remind you here's the other funny thing about it sometimes we were in spaces that were small enough to where if i remind you that i'm in the room then now everybody's uncomfortable yeah and by everybody i mean the one black person yes now you're uncomfortable that i brought up that i'm a black woman sitting here and this is my experience and now you want to shift the conversation away from what whatever you think it yeah Mm -hmm. whatever you think it is so it's just really interesting the way in which um different ones of us choose to navigate race navigate race and how we we play the game basically like because it makes me think of like when we spoke about the how to get away with scandal and how Mm -hmm. we spoke about shonda rhimes and you was like well is she playing a game and i was like i don't think she's playing a game but she actually is playing a game but she didn't she does she makes sure she doesn't get played is the difference i think right um yeah she played the game but in the end she just made sure she didn't get paid and what she Mm -hmm. needed to do happened so i think a lot of time people play the game and eventually they get played get played 
Well, they play themselves. And they play themselves. And I think that um, Shonda hasn't gotten played and Mm. isn't playing herself. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're able to see the evolution of the black woman on television. Right. um, Because she did kind of have to play the game in the beginning. But mm-hmm. she remembered what her goal was, I think, mm-hmm. and didn't get played and didn't play herself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. We were in these places um, where people were playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and some have been in a game so long that they don't even realize they're getting played. Right. You know. They're getting played or playing themselves yes. until one of us is so like, like um, excuse, oh. um, excuse me. Hey. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Funny you should say. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you, and I gotta say, um, yeah, it's 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 it was very interesting. Yeah. It was very interesting, and some of the rooms I was in, some of the rooms that we were in, I was like, so if if the five of us were not here, right? If Queer Walk, Tea with Queen and Jay, and Marsha Marsha's played Diamond yeah. Styles, right? We're not in this room. It would be no black people here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. And while it was labor, personally, I'm glad that we were there Mm -hmm. to shake the table and shit. Somebody walked out of those rooms with some, somebody did. So at least one person did. And that's, and that's for me, that that was where my ill thoughts about South South by Southwest Mm. come because of the limited access. Right. Um, We were only, we were literally only there because Mm -hmm. Queer Walk invited us and they were literally only there because they got accepted to do the thing. Mm -hmm. So there's so many people who are rejected, who cannot be in those spaces, especially when it comes to that part of the festival, which Mm -hmm. is more Mm -hmm. conference-y, because most of the time, people of color come when it's the music portion. Right. Um, So this Or or that's... That's when they're welcome. That's when yeah. That's when the they're space yeah. That's there. when the access yeah. happens. That's mm-hmm. when they're marketed to. Because I thought about we went to one music show mm-hmm. where we were able to get in with our badges. But if you didn't have a badge, you could pay five dollars to get in. Right. So why why aren't you creating that kind of access for these conferences mm-hmm. and for these other things that mm-hmm. are going on for South by Southwest? But for the music, you create access for people who don't have yeah. the passes. Like why are you doing it? You 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 have a way to do it so people who don't have the badges can get in. Mm-hmm. And experience these things for music, but why aren't you doing that for the the tech part and the film mm-hmm. part and the, all the others, all these others part? You have the formula for it. You have the formula for it. It's yeah. not even for capitalism. It's for limiting access to people. But that's, like, that's what cap that's what capitalism requires, right? So so for example, the music portion. In order to get the artists who are on that stage, like they need to be seen by lots of people. It needs to be. They need. They need lots of people to go in and say, oh, I like this. I would listen to this, that type of thing, right? Which will help to feed the capitalism of whatever they're trying which, to do. Which makes no sense because that same energy could be used to feed the other things. So you invite people of color to host these panels, do these conferences, and do that stuff. But you still limit the access for the people to come and see them. The people of color to come and see them. Like, right. I don't get why they don't use that same formula for the because I feel like non-music stuff because I feel like they don't I feel like the the concern is not about people of color coming to that portion yeah that's yeah that's my point right because that portion is like think tanky yeah I'm saying people are creating ideas and shit like that and traditionally people of color have not been included in that so it's like oh what do we need them here for that for yeah you know what I'm saying and and not acknowledging what the limitations can be systemically for um, certain minds to be in these spaces. Yeah. So know? like that, cause I was talking to um, 
someone who actually works for mm-hmm. South by, and they were saying how this year was the most diverse. That was And scary. it was not diverse at all. That was one. frightening. And I think that they feel it was diverse because maybe when it came to the conference section, they had more people of color hosting things. Mm-hmm. But... They don't address that limited access that they have for people to come. So, no, mm-hmm. it's not going to be diverse. Just because you have people hosting. I think that um, people don't understand diversity and inclusion. Right. Just because you have people of color, like, on the bill and mm-hmm. all this stuff, that does not mean diversity. Because you do not create equal access for people to get to that thing. That's where inclusion comes into place. Mm-hmm. And they are not doing that at all. Right. So, maybe it was most diverse for their bill, how, as far as their bill is concerned mm-hmm. and how it looked like what they offered as far as people speaking. But, no, there was no inclusion involved. If you don't give everyone the same tools to fucking come to the place, then yeah. what the fuck are you doing? You're not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. That's like telling, you know that picture of the, um, it's like all these different kind of animals. So there's like a fish and a turtle and an elephant and a giraffe and mm-hmm. a monkey. And it's like one person is saying, telling them to climb the tree. But it's mm-hmm. like, these are all different kinds of animals. Like you're not giving them yeah. the tools that they need to get to the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. So of course, only one of these motherfuckers is gonna get to the top of the tree. But because you think that you um, gave all of them this opportunity, that's you capitalism. think you're doing some shit. Yep. Like, and that's exactly what it was when it mm-hmm. came to the fucking conference part of mm-hmm. this festival, and yeah. it was just like, what? What? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? So yeah. like that part was just like the. That was my mind fuck when I'm just walking around and I'm just like, yo, they really think they're doing something. Mm. And you're not. Mm-hmm. You're really, really not. And then there's people who are, who are like, well, you know, because you know. Cause that's because, you know, black people don't even come for the music. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. they don't create that access. Mm-hmm. There are black people in tech. There are black people in film. There are black people in podcasting. There yeah. are black people in all of those other things mm-hmm. and that portion of the festival. But they make sure that you cannot come and get that. Right. It's ridiculous. Why right. can't somebody pay fucking $10 to see their favorite podcast and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If a motherfucker could pay $5 to see a fucking show if yeah. they didn't have a badge. Yeah. It was gross. Mm-hmm. That part really, really like grossed me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. Y'all should see a fan. <laughs> <laughs> doing the extended blink. It's like it's not an eye roll, but it's some real long extended like blink. It's like, oh, so it was yeah. gross. But you know, after all that grossness, we had our meetup. <laughs> yeah. I really do I really do love the opp- that we had the opportunity to do all those things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like because without i mean I'm, i don't know anything could happen and we could do this again maybe but like southwest south, south by southwest provided the um it was the fucking impetus i guess for us to be able to gather like this for us yeah. to have the time it was a catalyst yeah thank like, you thank you thank you happening. thank you yeah yeah so um so yeah so that was fucking lit um right so that was our live show day and then we did pot and live south by southwest and we got to sit down with like our Texas people. Yeah. D Murph came. Yes. He's another podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Flagrant Two, and then he has another sports podcast that I forget the name of. I don't know but the name of yeah, it. but it's D Murph. So be sure that you check him out. Thank you so much for driving to see us. He drove like two hours to come and say what's up. That, that was super so cool. Dope. I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Tammy Jackson. I'm came used to men driving that far for pussy, not just to like meet me okay you know 
So yeah. that that means a lot. Yeah, he was just coming to say like podcast, what's up? Yeah, you know, there was no dope. inclination that he had come for pussy. He really he, he was hadn't just, at all. He did not. So, he just came to say hello. I appreciate. That. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you, D Murph, for not coming for pussy. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> Um, Tammy Jackson came to say hey yes. hey Tammy our favorite cosplayer mm-hmm. thank you so much one of our favorite cosplayers mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming through like I said Dion Fox came through who yes. we had just met that yep. was nice there was this I forget her name because I'm I want to say Jaleesa I think that's what her yeah, name I think was her, yeah her name was Jaleesa yeah, 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 yeah. me and Nikita just randomly met her after we went to the um the real OG mm-hmm. screening mm-hmm. and me and Nikita were just talking about how awful the panel was. Mm-hmm. That was another horrible panel. And then she walked by and was like, what? Panel? We panel hating? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then we just started talking about how the panel That's was just nice. stupid. Uh-huh. And then we gave her the information for the meetup and she just happened to come, That's which was so like pretty nice. dope. That yeah. is so nice. And dope. there were several other listeners there. Um, some of Queer Walk who I forget, I forget their names, but yeah. It was nice. It was, it was really a nice, nice group. It was intimate the, enough for us to all We had the dopest waiter. We did. Micah came through from yes. Brown Liquor Report. Yep. He was there doing press. Um, my homegirl Victoria came, who mm-hmm. I know from online, but I had never like met her in person. Uh-huh. So that was super dope. It was just really nice. And it was a great place, actually. We were it at Leech's Cantina in Austin, Texas. Check them out. Leech's Cantina. Um, it's a Mexican-owned spot. And yeah, our waiter was great. They he were super nice, nice to us. Yes, it was, just it was good. really good. It we was it was so a nice. lot of us there and they gave each of us our own check. Yeah. I was like, come through. That was very kind. That yo. was mad kind of them. Yeah. They didn't have to do they that did shit. Not, yo. They could have left us to do the math. And we would have been sitting there figuring for, it out still Manila? right now. Drunk as <laughs> drunk as shit, yes. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I had a really good mm-hmm. time. No, I had really, a really good time. time. I just, it was just really amazing. We did all the things. We met people. We shook, shook hands. We kissed babies. We gave out business cards. Like, we got new listeners. We did all the fucking things, yo. We did. We did all the things. I do have great. two things. Okay. The black people there were not nodding, which was strange. No, uh, Money said that they started nodding as they were coming for the music stuff. Yeah, because those are probably black people Yeah, from the other black places. folks were switching out. Yeah, so we yeah. were leaving, and then the black folks from other places were there yeah, giving so each other the different. nod. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about our blacks when we right. were there. I'm not talking about yeah. money's blacks. They were yeah. not nodding. It was strange. Yeah. And the white people were really friendly mm-hmm. and talking to us a lot, mm-hmm. which I'm not used to. In New York, our whites generally ignore us. They're icy. We've got icy whites. We got here. icy whites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they generally ignore white us. White walkers. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be taken aback when it was just like, "Hey!" Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, what, yeah. "What do you want? <laughs> Who sent you?" Yeah, no, they were super friendly, super except for friendly. when they were asking to touch my hair and if it was a wig and all of that yeah, stuff. That, um, yeah. I let several of them know that it is inappropriate to ask me if this is a wig or not. If you like it, just tell me it's nice. Just say, "Oh, I love your hair," and also don't touch it. Yeah. How about that? How so that was that was that? it. Was interesting navigating that, and it was interesting with. Like people like to take pictures with me sometimes because of my hair. Yeah. And if it's black folks, I'm always down. My instinct actually is to always be down and okay with it. But it's a certain way that white folks tend to consume um, black people and tend to consume my presence in a way that is not very humanizing. Yeah. You know, it's very much like I'm an object. When I see black people and they're excited about my look or whatever, it's like, yes, live. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah, I'm so different. excited to yes. see you out here living, thriving. You're here doing you. I appreciate you. Let's take a picture together type yeah. of shit. White people, it's like, oh, look at this object. 
can I take a picture? Or sometimes they don't ask. Sometimes they just fucking they do it. Yo. It was one time where money was like, do you even know who she is? Yeah. And they were like, no. It she was, was like, so really? why are you taking a picture? <laughs> it was it was bizarre. Money was ready to fight everybody. It was really bizarre. And I'm yeah. used to it. So, you know, I don't I don't really think about it. But yeah, so that was that was bizarre. It was. That was really weird. I would like you guys uh just whites in Texas, um, you cannot touch uh black women's hair. That's just a reminder. We say it every week. Everyone remind your closest whites and ask them <laughs> to spread the word. You don't touch you don't touch anybody's hair. Don't but touch my hair. Don't. More specifically, do not touch white women white excuse me. Do not everyone touch white women's hair. Do it. But do not touch black women's hair. Just don't. Like, can we have nothing? Don't touch us. Don't touch us. There's been enough touching. Don't touch us. There have been centuries of touching. We don't own our bodies. Anymore. Don't touch do us. Do not fucking touch us, yo. Don't touch Don't me. touch us. Don't stand too close to us. And don't talk loud in our presence. Don't. We don't like it. We don't. We anyway. Don't. So that you was that. But yeah. That's all bad. I had a fucking blast. Yeah, I had a really good time. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> Money! Do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes, so give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. You want to get us a T-mail? T-mail? Let's <laughs> do it. So remember that T-mail that we got mm-hmm. that was about... Um, it was about like sex and we were just kind of talking about vaginal pain and kind of being sexually liberated and just having different issues that might make that complicated. Yeah. Right. So we had that letter. We got a lot of feedback um, from that episode. We got a lot of feedback. We got letters from it. And um, that listener sent us a follow up. So I want to kind of we want to take time and talk about that on another episode. Yeah. Kind of dedicate um, a good amount of time to that. I, I want to look into getting a guest on the show for that one. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know we did not forget about that and that we did see your responses and like your Twitter threads and stuff to it. So we just want to make sure that we dedicate the right amount of time to that. So yeah, we're gonna, totally. We're going to stick a pin in that, but we did not forget. We like to do things right. And we thorough. do. We, we don't, don't like to rush it, rush it. Do weird shit. And jump into it. Yeah. Um, especially since Jay and I don't have similar experiences. Right. So we want to make sure we do it right and yes. not just like 
jump into it. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's why we want to make sure we take the care mm-hmm. and get the right resources. Yeah. To get back to it. You sound like Trace songs. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not what I was going for. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So, that's team mail for today. Did we have other team mail? Did we want to? We didn't list it, so I didn't okay. think so. I, I, um. Okay. So, we got a letter from Shauna. And Shauna... Um, is responding to the podcast episode where we talked about um, AAVE, African-American Vernacular English. There was an article about the ways in which that language has, has been stigmatized and not accepted versus standard English, standard American English. And I brought up the fact that there were folks on Facebook, black folks on Facebook who were using that time to talk about how they were teased for quote unquote talking white because they spoke standard American English. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of how that is not what the article was about, how it was supposed to be centering the struggles that people deal with and the stigmatization of speaking African American vernacular English or what some people would refer to as slang. And so anyway, so this is the response to that. So Shauna says, hey, you two, first time listener here. Great podcast on AAVE. I totally agree with all of what you said. I appreciate that. I appreciated that you validated the quote, all voices matter crowd by saying, yes, you're important, but have that conversation over there. Way to responsibly wield that woke privilege. Ha ha ha. I wanted to ask if you had considered that folks who raise these issues may suffer less, parentheses, oh, I wanted to ask if you had considered that folks who raise these issues may suffer less, at least in this regard, because they may not value or so highly value Eurocentricity. What I'm saying is that they are crying out and hurting because they have been rejected from folks they find most important, black people. Rather than valuing the privilege that their connection to whiteness provides, they feel broken and harmed from having not been able to bond with their clan, which renders their advantage worthless, less valuable, harmful to their sense of self, perhaps. So while their sound may help pay their bills, um, so I guess people speaking standard English, while that may help pay their bills, which is not an unimportant advantage to have, they are walking around wounded from the source. I was pondering and wanted to pose the inquiry to you all. Thanks. Um, Shauna, as I reread this to check for clarity and typos, I realize this may sound totally quote tragic mulatto, but it's where my mind went listening to your show, Shauna. Okay. Thank you, Shauna. Thank Shauna for the letter. Um, do you have anything to say to this? I don't think so. Do mm-hmm. you? I think yes. I do recognize that these are people who have been um people who black folks who grew up speaking standard American English and were teased by other black children for doing this, for speaking that way or called talking white or whatever. I do acknowledge that um, they may be carrying scars from that experience and really wanted to be accepted by other black people. I got that from the dough. And I think that the problem that I have with that is not knowing when to center that experience you know what I'm saying so there's nothing wrong I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about the experience of having grown up um with other children telling you that you sound white or anyone telling you that you sound white or whatever and being stigmatized in that way but I feel like the article that we were discussing uh, and the article that this person had posted on Facebook was about centering the experience of those whose native tongue is African-American vernacular English 
and the ways in which those individuals have been stigmatized and blocked from larger opportunities. So I think it's about, it does sound tragic, Mulatto, this, this thing. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's really about knowing when, for me, as a light-skinned person, yes, bad shit happened to me when I was a little girl because I was light-skinned. Things have been said to me because I was light-skinned. But it's a matter, when I do talk about those things, it's a matter of me knowing when is it appropriate? When is an appropriate time for me to talk about yeah, my experiences? You're not gonna bring it up when I'm talking about dark skin. Absolutely, because it's inappropriate. Not the place for it, it pales in comparison, yeah. pun intended. And it's just <laughs> it's it's inappropriate. Yeah. Honestly, it's inappropriate. Um, and so, it's, and, and then it's like when you speak of those things, because it seems as if the comments we were talking about mm-hmm. um, from that article, yeah. people talking about their standard English, it seems as if they were. Not talking from a place of like recovering from pain. It's not like they were like kind of attacking the people who mm-hmm. made fun of them. So bit, like yeah. your your space of talking about your experiences isn't used to say, well, they did this mm-hmm. or they did that to me right. as a light skinned bitch. Right. They was doing this, they was doing that. So it's something completely different when you speak your experience in a way that you're talking about how you're probably recovering from hurt mm-hmm. and you understand the birth of blah 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 blah. Because yeah. you yeah. understand the birth of what's happening is colorism, so you know how to speak on that. Mm-hmm. They're not understanding the birth of um i don't know language and how language is used mm-hmm. um to limit opportunities right. for black people in this country right. so if they're not even understanding that and all they're thinking about is being teased as a child yeah. there's work that they need to do right. right and they're not addressing that work and that's what we were talking about them mm-hmm. this them addressing that work yeah um and you're always going to be a tragic mulatto if you don't address that work mm-hmm. so that's why i think for me when you said it i'm like i don't got nothing to say because yeah. no they're not fucking doing the work so yeah. why i don't care <laughs> yeah. yeah it's about doing the work it's about seeing the more than yourself and 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 about understanding white supremacy yeah like you gotta under, if you don't understand white supremacy that's what makes shit like that happen when you don't understand the origins of this shit or why somebody is saying oh you talk white or whatever or like what is what does this all mean and that we're all suffering from white supremacy and there's a hierarchy of privilege here yeah so if you're being teased for talking white but that doesn't stop you from getting jobs that doesn't stop you you know what i'm saying from opportunity Opportunities and shit like that. The, the things a, that affect your status in life. Mm-hmm. It's really not the space for you to be talking about. And as a person who's always been teased for how I speak, mm-hmm. I don't use that to negate me. Um, I don't use that as my weapon to negate how other people speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to. They were teased for, in quotation, speaking white. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use that as my reason to fucking justify why that separation is good or what you know like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't center my experience in that because that's not has nothing to do with any of that shit because like you said i understand white supremacy and i Mm -hmm. understand how that works so Mm -hmm. it's for me it's just like well it's just how i talk Mm -hmm. and that's just what it is Mm -hmm. you know but it seems as if these people because they don't understand it and do the work that they're still like fucking um running in circles um running in circles and the only way that yeah, just running in circles with that mm. whole conversation about language and how we speak and this and this and that. Like, how do you not understand the privilege that comes with how you speak and how you can actually maybe use that privilege and all of that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, you rather just be like, well, people made fun of me and the way I spoke. And it's just like, bitch, mm-hmm. shut up. Like, that's yeah. that's kind of how I feel yeah. about that. But it's kids, like, especially when it's stuff that happened when you were children, I understand childhood mm-hmm. trauma. 
But I've had childhood trauma, mm-hmm. and we, all have, we yeah. all have. And I don't use my childhood trauma, or I try my best not to use my childhood trauma to fucking abuse other people. Yes, and to silence, to silence other, other people. people. I don't do yes. that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where they're at fault. That's the part where I'm right. like, I don't give a fuck how they feel. That's the part where it's like, well, you're not doing the work to get mm-hmm. through that childhood drama. How mm-hmm. dare you like come up to me and say, well, when I was a kid, they did that. And you're fucking 40 something years old yeah. and you're still holding on to something that happened to you when right. you were 10. Right, right. From another child. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that doesn't affect your pockets. Yeah. You know what I'm Speaking AAVE, the stigmatization surrounding that, it affects your pockets yeah. as a grown ass person. Yes. You know what does. I'm saying? So it is silence when you have an article talking about the silencing of those who speak AAVE and the stigmatization of that and you repost that article and use it to pivot back to how you were teased for speaking standard American English that's that's problematic yeah that's hell that's problematic regardless to the reasoning for that yes you know what I'm saying so the reasoning may be that childhood trauma um, but it's not justification for silencing the group that receives the brunt of the backlash for the way that they speak. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? My childhood trauma um, or adult trauma, whatever, as a light-skinned ass bitch, tragic mulatto, whatever the fuck, it is not. it does not justify me then turning around and silencing darker-skinned folks yeah. when they are vocalizing their experiences for um, their experiences receiving the, the harsh end you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The short end of the stick when it comes to colorism. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like about knowing time and place and shit like that. So. Yeah. Thank you, Shauna. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that letter, yo. Um, You got any news that's not news over there? I thought we were going to pay black women. Let's pay black women. Yeah. We are. Give me your fucking money! <laughs> so this week... Oh, so I'm going to explain what Pay Black Women segment is. So Pay Black Women is a segment where we are either talking, highlighting a black-owned business, a black woman or indigenous woman-owned business, um, black woman-led or indigenous women-led organizations or people that need money donated, or also places that Jay and I spend our money with black women or indigenous yes. women. So that is the Pay Black Women segment. That's right, yo. Give us your fucking money. So this week's Pay Black Women is Soul Sips. It's a vegan restaurant in Brooklyn, and that's Soul, S-O-L, Sips. Um, Two words, Soul Sips. And it is a vegan restaurant that serves smoothies and small plates um, owned by 21-year-old friend. I don't know if it's Francesca or Francesca. I'm going to say Francesca. I'm going to say Francesca. I'm going to do that. Uh Um, Francesca Soul Cheney. So she opened her new vegan restaurant on a mission to provide healthy, delicious, and convenient food to the inner city community. I'm going to just say black. Can I say black? Um, You can do whatever you want. It's your show, girl. I'm going to do that. It's a black community. As a city city dweller working three jobs, she could relate to the struggles many people face when deciding what to eat. She believes that people in low-income areas may, may not prefer fast food over healthy food, but in a world of expensive green juices and superfoods, those with fixed incomes may not have a choice. Um, Cheney says the wellness community can be really classist, which we know that shit to be a yeah, fact. Sure do. That's right. Cheney insists that the wellness community is not just for the upper upper class. As a full time student, she discovered the benefits of a plant based diet. She began making her own smoothies and shit, and then started making them for her family. She says she felt the difference in how it made her feel. She mm-hmm. felt lighter. She felt healthier, and so she wanted other folks to have the opportunity and the access to um eat a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. so the menu 
offers cafe staples such as vegan omelet soups, wraps, and juices. On the weekends, brunch is served on a sliding scale menu. That's mm. super dope. Where anyone can purchase a complete vegan meal, including a beverage, for $7 to $15. Um, she says, my mission is to help close the accessibility gap in wellness. Also, she wants to close the gap in um, minority underrepresentation. I'm going to say... Sorry, I was reading that. I don't know why the the word minority, it, it bothers me so much. It bothers me too because minorities aren't actually minority. Right. If you collectively think of all people of color, we're yes. not a minority. So I right. don't, and, I, and hate, I hate the I term think that's also. one of the, that's, that's another It's like a subconscious tool. way to make you feel less than. Yes. If you're always considering exactly. yourself a minority. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm going to reword this and say people of color. Cheney also wants to close the gap in underrepresentation of people of color. As a black woman entrepreneur, she feels that her community has not been given its proper recognition. Clearly, we've prepped the table. We've yet to get a seat at it. So she, in addition to her restaurant, she plans to include a farm to table component. In addition to launching an internship program for brown girls in East New York, Brownsville, Bushwick, and Bedside. Okay, I live in East New York. Damn. Something else super cool that she's doing. So right now her um, restaurant is more of a pop-up shop. Um, She wants to establish like an actual freestanding store. So what she's doing is a midnight brunch at the current location. So that's going to be on Saturday, March 24th at 10 p.m. I'm going to post the um, Eventbrite link to this in the show notes, but it's $20 Soul Sips Midnight Brunch. And they have a whole menu here. There's going to be music and all type of shit. So it looks like a good time. You, If you are out of town, um, you could buy a ticket to donate the 20 bucks the whole point is yeah, like that's, that's to fine. fundraise you know what i'm saying yeah yeah do that buy a ticket buy a fucking ticket yo buy a ticket give it to somebody if you're not in new york if you're not in brooklyn or whatever um or if you're in brooklyn then just fucking go yo mm-hmm. go to this event it's only 20 bucks and it the whole point of this is to raise money so that um, Francesca can open a freestanding vegan restaurant. restaurant yeah. Cool. I so like dancing that. it. That is pay black women. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So what's news that's not news? Um, that's when we cover stories that maybe are not being covered in the mainstream media or not being covered in the way in which um, centers the shit that's important to people like us. Mm-hmm. And so we cover that shit here ourselves. Okay, cool. So today's news that's not news story is actually brought to my attention in the Instagram DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an episode, episode one thirty six. That episode is what's your what's your Rachel IQ, of which we talked about Alejandra Pablos. Um, we talked about her UCARE account when she was raising money to get legal fees to avoid detainment. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a reproductive rights and immigration rights organizer. Um, she actually has been taken into custody by immigration by ICE um, on March 7th, 2018, and is being held at the Elroy Detention Center. Elroy Detention Center is Southern Arizona. Um, she is being held illegally. They don't 
there's nothing was violated for her to be wow. detained. They think obviously the only reason that she's being detained is because she's an immigration organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, nothing. Any of the guidelines that she's supposed to meet have been met, so they do not understand why she's being detained. She's also is being detained without access to bond, which is strange. No one knows why, but they they assume it's because of her organizing for immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a link for her petition to be released. Um, there's also hashtags that you can look at to get more information. Um, the hashtags are... Um, L versus ICE, so that's A L E V S I C E, and there's also hashtag release L A L E, um, and we all have the link in the show notes to her petition. I think they're trying to get twenty five thousand. They're up to like twenty two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to, you can sign that um petition that for what. There's not money. It's a petition. Oh, signatures. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, I was with s- you on signatures, and then you said the number, and I got confused myself. She okay. was like, money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no bond. So what would yeah. they be raising money for right. at this point? But they're just trying to get petitions to at least get it so that she can get a bond. Mm-hmm. With this, it made me look into like other immigration activists who may have been detained um, for their activism with mm-hmm. ICE because... Um, during the Obama administration, there was heavy deportation happening then, but there was no target for immigration um, organizers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found this article in USA Today, and I will ha- will have it in the show notes. But they list some organizers that were also um, detained, um, and it's believed to do, it's believed that it's due to their organizing work and mm-hmm. um, far as immigration and all of that stuff, and they feel that it is the target of Trump's administration to right. target these organizers because yes, lots of deportation was happening during the Obama administration, but mm-hmm. there wasn't like a target to um, target these organizers mm-hmm. in a way that has happened um, since 2017. Right. So um, this is just a few people that I got from this article. So in February, 2017, Daniela Vargas, a young immigrant in Jackson, Mississippi was detained following a press conference where she spoke out about the recent raid in her home and her family's detention. So she basically just spoke about a raid in her home that happened. And all of a sudden she's picked up from ice. Um, there's another one that was in May. This one is in May, 2017. Um, a California student Gloria Rada was detained by border patrol agents outside her home. She has been trying to win enough public support to get her mother out of immigration detention. So she has been rallying right, and getting people to organize people together yeah. to get her mother out of detention. And now she's detained. Um, this is another case that is from this year, not this year, actually, this is from December. Um, Moru Mora Villabando, an activist defending the rights of those detained by immigration and custom enforcement was issued a deportation notice without any prior contact with the police or ICE. So this person never had any contact mm-hmm. with ICE, with um, any of deport, like any of these things, never had any contact with this, then all of a sudden was sent a deportation mm. notice based on their activism and organizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this last person, Scott Warren of the humanita- humanitarian organization No More Deaths in Tuscan, Arizona, that's the name of the organization, was arrested for giving... Tucson? F- I think it's Tucson. Yeah, Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Was arrested for giving food, water, and a bed to two suspected undocumented immigrants who crossed the desert. He was charged with a felony, with a felony and could give five years in prison. Mm-hmm. So this is a person who just offered food, water, and bed to two suspected undocumented people. He's also a organizer 
in Tucson, um, Arizona, and can now be in f- in prison for five years wow. for, for like, offering treating somebody for, like a human. Yeah. Um. So this was just I was just looking to see like I don't know how many more people have been detained because they are helping and organizing and trying to deflect I guess some of the deportation and ICE mm-hmm. rallying that's happening. But it's just crazy that um right now they're targeting the organizers and the leaders of these things. So yeah. I just thought it was important to just talk about it because Alejandra, she's obviously a target of that mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's mm. news is not news. I don't have resolve. We usually try to have some kind yeah. of resolve, but I don't have resolve to right. be honest. I don't know as a person who is a citizen, I don't know much about immigration laws mm-hmm. and how ICE works and deeper. I don't don't have much knowledge on that, but I thought it was very important to say these people's stories mm-hmm. um, and use our platform yeah. to say these things yep. and get people to sign the petition. Yeah, sign the petition. And I guess as people who are not... At risk to be deported. Right. Yeah, like you and I can use our voices right. in this way yes. because we are citizens. Mm-hmm. So that is what we should be doing. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we should be doing. Use your privilege. White people um, who are citizens, as always, use your privilege to help somebody yeah. whose situation is fragile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, if you know somebody who is um, organizing against deportation and immigration stuff and you um know that their status is also at risk Mm -hmm. as they're organizing it could be good to partner with them in the event that they get taken you can help to maintain whatever they had going on exactly you know what i'm saying you could you can be the the face and the voice and those things because you're not at risk to be deported Mm -hmm. or uh, you know or be detained in the ways that people who um, are not citizens mm-hmm. are right, right, yeah. right, right. Wow, thank you for that. No problem, mm-hmm. and thank you for the listener who um, updated us on Alejandra's story. I'm not going to say your name, mm-hmm. um, but yes, thank you for updating us on right. that. Yeah, you say your name privately. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you ready to throw a motherfucker in the pit? Always ready. Everybody, strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit is where we throw the undesirables. We throw people, places, and things that are trying to steal our black joy manipulate them or piss us off yes. and um and so here we are what you got so 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 a few weeks ago mm-hmm. a video went viral from that show i think it's called the grapevine okay the i don't know something like that and a video went viral and it's a young woman talking about how, why she hates bruno mars mm-hmm. and goes into how she feels he's appropriating black culture and all of these things. I don't mm-hmm. agree that he's appropriating black culture, but that's not really what my pit is. Like, she's not even in my pit. Okay. My pit is for people who don't, who direct their, maybe, you know, actually, maybe she is going in the pit. Um, But I don't like throwing black women in the pit. But mm-hmm. she, to me, seems to be directing her energy or her angst to the wrong thing. My issue, because I have the same issue as her, but it's that system that does that, where it allows for people who are non-black to profit in ways or for these things. Yeah. Um, it's the thirst. It's the thirst of 
white audiences yes or just majority audiences because you know there are there are non-white people who participate in anti-blackness but the thirst of that white audiences have for black music from non-black people yeah and so um yeah black folks could be doing the same thing but when a white person or non-black person comes and performs black music then it's then it's you know it's a fucking parade and the carpet is rolled out yeah i have i wanted to go further and think about like just pop music and think about how even when you're a black pop star you're still usually light Mm -hmm. you're still pretty even though you're black you're still you still can have some kind of ambiguity where people can forget that you're black and mm-hmm. you can transcend race and do all of this shit. Yeah. So I think that people need to take that into account too. Mm-hmm. That there's a colorism aspect in it that no one ever pays attention to. Right. Like Beyonce could not be Beyonce if she was my color. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson could not be Michael Jackson if, if he, he was, was my his color. Original color. Yeah, perhaps. if he was the color yeah. he was born in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of the conversation that lots of people are leaving out. Right. So of course ambiguous as Bruno's Mars could fucking have our sound and exist because mm-hmm. that's he has the shade that yeah. you're supposed to have to exist in the pop world. Mm-hmm. There are people who have his sound that in the black world are huge as fuck. Mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly and Maze, huge as fuck. The Gap mm-hmm. Band, huge as fuck. But because they're black, that sound was not some big pop phenomenon mm-hmm. that happened because the motherfuckers was as brown as me. Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of the conversation that people aren't addressing. There's that. And then there's also, I don't understand how... Um, cause I'm a Bruno Mars fan. Okay. I, and I was a fan of his before he was doing the kind of New Jack Swing sound. I was just yeah, that video his. where he's dragging that piano, crying his soul out. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that piano, man. I I actually have his albums before when he was doing mm-hmm. pop shit, and I'm not even a huge fan of pop music. I right. just really like Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. So he is an artist for me who has along the way has always been showing props to these black artists that have taught him or or influenced him and all of this stuff mm-hmm. like he has accepted awards and has been like thank you to frankly beverly and mace thank you to the gap and like he's actually said these things mm-hmm. so it made me wonder if people understand what appropriate and appreciate are mm-hmm. um, the difference between the two. difference between the two because mm-hmm. i personally think he's appreciating but mm-hmm. maybe they think he's appropriating i don't know i don't really want to mm-hmm. argue that um, cause there is some appropriation happening as far as the business is concerned. Right. Um, so there's that, but then it made me think of other non black people of color who do black music mm-hmm. that we don't generally yell at. Right. So that's like DJ Khaled. Like we're not, we don't yell at him. Mm-hmm. That's like, what's that other motherfucker? French Montana. Like we're mm-hmm. not. Well, French Montana is, um, Cape Verdean. So that's the black man as far as I'm concerned. But he doesn't consider himself black. He like says he's that? not. Yeah. Like he, oh, I never heard he says that. I'm a citizen of the world. And when he was asked if he was black, he said he's a citizen of the world. That's some shit a light-skinned Bronx nigga would say. You bastards. You know, so it's like there are people in these spaces, right, Mm -hmm. who are ambiguous looking as far as blackness is concerned. And we're not yelling at them. And we're not um, mad at them for Mm. doing these things. And it just made me wonder, like, why? Like, is it because it's hip-hop? Is it because, like, what is it? It's because Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't get it. So, Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to raise that question and I got to see what you have to say. Or I see think it's this feeling. I think, yes, when it comes to um, DJ Khaled, I think there is this feeling that hip hop belongs to everybody. Um, and that's something that's a white supremacist mentality is that as soon as something gets popular, then we just start claiming that, you know, hip hop has no color and this. No, it has a very specific color. Mm-hmm. That color is black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that. 
And he's not even he's from he's from Morocco. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is he's from, from Morocco. Morocco. That's is that still not a black ass person? Um, he doesn't consider himself right, black, true, and a true, lot of true. North Africans of Arab descent do right. not consider themselves black. Right, they do not. Right, and if we're gonna, to me, if we're gonna like fucking, because this is my first instance where I guess in music where I'm noticing someone who is a non-black person of color being. Mm-hmm said to be an appropriator. So mm-hmm. I think, like, should the conversation be about all of these non-black people of color? I think that like, if we have if non-black people game, of color who are fucking on hip-hop songs saying nigga right. and doing all of this yes. shit, but we're not saying nothing, and it's fine. I think if we're going to play this game, yes, we need to say it. We need to talk about everybody. Um, but also, why are we playing this game? I feel like I feel like there is a very... There is a difference between appreciation and appropriation, and I feel like... It brings up the question can't because there's nothing wrong with cultural exchange even though i feel like there are people who see appropriation and assume oh that's cultural exchange yeah no that's not that's not what that is you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying when the kardashians everything that they do and everything that they sell is inspired and directly stolen from black culture and they never once mention they never mention it the origins Fucking or where they, they don't create a lookbook that includes the black, black origin they yeah. never post post black inspiration or no shit on their instagram even yeah. though that's where they stole it from mm-hmm. that's appropriation when yes. there's no mention of the origins when the origin are said to be yourself or you pick some other white person who you know they stole it from somebody mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's when it, that's when it's appropriation i think to me cultural exchange is this is where i got it this is where i am um giving my tribute and honor, honor to or whatever to and then and I, I appreciate and it and then i'm gonna make sure i'm talking about bruno mars yes. again i'm gonna make sure that i fucking have higher black people when to i have the opportunity i'm going to hire shit. black people i'm gonna center them yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to perform with them yeah i'm going to it's just to me when you center the originators of whatever work it is that you're inspired by to me that is that is that then it becomes a cultural exchange yeah and Mm -hmm. i do think that the real problem is society's anti-blackness and the thirst for black culture from non-black people yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or from light-skinned black people yes or from non-dark black people you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like that that's who i think needs to be attacked and the actual appropriators like i feel like we can do things of one another's culture we can share things of one another's culture um putting yourself in blackface that's not sharing that's not sharing the culture i think for me if i were to go um to there's a um like a native american annual like native american market that they do Mm -hmm. in um it's actually is near Vaughn at some school, whatever that they do annually, and they sell they sell arts and crafts and shit like that. If I go there and I purchase something and I wear it and I say where I got it from, as mm-hmm. as a black woman who is a non indigenous person for the most part, yeah. if I say where I got this thing from or whatever, and please correct me if I'm wrong, to me that's not appropriation. I yeah. purchased this from an indigenous person. I am wearing the work of an indigenous person. Yeah. I'm not about to start making these myself and mm-hmm. selling it like it's mine. I'm not gonna go to fucking Urban Outfitters and by the work of an indigenous person that has been mass created yeah. by urban outfitters yep. with no credit to where it's from. I'm not going to go to, um, there's this cosmetic line that did a whole campaign and used the word tribe in their campaign. And, and they called it, it was clearly heavily stolen indigenous influence. Yeah. And they were like, Oh no, it's Coachella. 
that's see this is the problem yes because what you could have done was partnered with indigenous makeup artists you could have partnered with some some indigenous shit since you know yeah, this is where you got, got it, it from. from donate the proceeds to that shit you, but it's, that's what it is stealing speaking of makeup yeah. so twitter today told me that Kim Kardashian released like some makeup line thing. Well, I saw that, and, and it's, it's not like even seven enough, different shades of white girl. Yeah, and like, not no. Sh- yeah. And the, but this is a woman who is married to a black man. Has black children. Has black children. So this is when it's appropriate. Has had all different shades of black penis. All of them. Yeah. Some that I would partake in, mm-hmm. and doesn't fuck with you. Right. That's appropriation, like mm-hmm. that. And I and it's a it's a really annoying to me that people. Um, and I get, cause we're appropriated so much and I get mm-hmm. the anger and I get yeah. the breath, but it's that, I don't get how they don't understand what each of them yeah. are. Those are two, um, different things. And I think that they're not also addressing the colorism that's involved with culture and pop culture and mm-hmm. how that shit fucking works. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff is integral. There's right. a reason why this ambiguous looking person mm-hmm can do that because in order for them to consume us in the first place we had to be light Mm -hmm. or had to be something a little more attainable to the palate Mm -hmm. and all of that shit Mm -hmm. so like that whole system needs to be addressed and talked about but we rather just direct this energy to some person a person that i think is actually appreciating and not Mm -hmm. actually appropriating right 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 and then you have um let's talk about justin timberlake just for the shortest hottest of seconds he was doing this shit for years Years. and i don't remember him ever crediting any black artist except for when he worked with michael jackson who or 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 they would mention and he may nod to michael jackson but that was one of those things that like i feel like Michael also, you know, at a certain point, he was a light-skinned black artist. Yeah. Or whatever. It was just different. I think it it's different. different. And Michael is not the only artist. People like to pretend that, yeah, Michael was Michael is everything to me. Like, yeah. you can't... I, I remember Diamond Styles tried to, shot, tried to shade Michael Jackson, and I heard your point, girl. Um, but I'm never going to forget I didn't that you hear tried that, it. And okay, I'm glad I did it. Okay, cool. Okay. She made some valid points. So, yeah. But moving along. Um, yeah, no. I think that... It was easy for white artists to be like, yeah, Michael Jackson, huge inspiration. But yeah. then you're stealing mad other types of black ass music, not crediting any of those other artists. Yeah. You mention Michael and then you go on to like shuck and jive and dance and do black shit that has nothing to do with you. And you've credited no one for years. Yes. Did he work with Timbaland? Yes. So that he could get that sound. Yeah. But he never credited any of the other black inspirations of his music, yeah. of his style, or, or, or like, anything. Or people who were around at that time who was right. already doing that right. shit. You know, it, right. none of that. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I don't fuck with Justin Timberlake because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. And it seems that it's like, I just don't understand how like there's instances where it's just blatant appropriation and people kind of just don't mm-hmm. see it. And then there's something where it's, not mm-hmm. and it's like no nigga like it's yeah. just like wait like we have fucking non-black pocs in hip-hop who say nigga and you mm-hmm. are don't say shit mm-hmm. or i don't hear you say shit or mm-hmm. there's no viral video stating this shit i don't mm-hmm. know i've never heard these conversations and they could right. definitely be French happening do be saying nigga right French say nigga DJ, Coll- dj Collins say nigga like they- yes I missed the college train on that. Oh, okay. Good. I'm going to have to wheel back and listen to that. I'm just saying. But in hip hop, it is okay. Uh-huh. But because the motherfucker's singing and dancing and making me feel good yeah. at a cookout, like yeah. it's a problem. It didn't we bother gotta me. We got to address all of it. Yeah. It didn't bother me that French was saying nigga when I thought he identified as a nigga. Now, now. 
as a black like, as a black Muslim, doing? as a black Muslim, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of wary of any. Um, I don't know if he's. I don't know if I should call him Arab, but you know, mm-hmm. like Middle Eastern. Okay. Um, because I've they've always othered me as a black Muslim. Right. So yes, we be in the same na- neighborhoods, and yes, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they don't really be fucking with me. So I always kind of be like, hmm, mm-hmm. with them. So that was always my thing with right. Um, what's his face? Yes, French Montana. French Montana, like. And then wow. I. Wow, I was just like Bronx stand up. Okay, you light skin, you Moroccan, you black. You from the Bronx. And then I posted about this on Twitter and some woman was like, Well, DJ Khaled always has chocolate women in his videos. So <laughs> And I was like, Man covered in oil. Like, ma'am. Right. What does it have to do with <gasps> what we're talking about? It was that the people popping up saying, Well, he's African and I'm like, mm-hmm. We are living in twenty eighteen where there are different races of people living in different continents and countries. Mm-hmm. So yes, the person could be from the continent of Africa, right. but that does not mean that they are black. Right. That does not always mean that they are black. Yeah. It does not always mean that they are black. So that was another thing that was coming at me that was just like mm-hmm. strange. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, I just kind of just want to throw everyone in a pit who um doesn't quite understand the difference between appropriation mm-hmm. and appreciation, mm-hmm. and then people who are not yelling at the systems that perpetuate these things and also right. address the colorism that is a in pop culture mm-hmm. period and how it also feeds to that and no one kind of like sees that and connects do those we things. hate what's her name who what's her name that sings the albums with the numbers maybe like 21 19 i don't know what you're t- i don't know what you're talking about um the the fat one the big girl adele yes i don't fuck with adele you don't fuck with it though. No, nah, I've never bought it. I've, I've one i find her music boring okay two i'm just i don't trust Anytime people call someone like white soul or oh, blah, no, no, blah, no, 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 that's I don't, problematic. Yeah, but do I don't, you do you think that do you think that she's appropriating? Um, I honestly don't pay attention enough to know what she's doing. To know All what right. she's doing, one. Okay. But the way she bigs up Beyonce and mm-hmm. bigs up like black women in those spaces, yeah. I wouldn't think so. But I, I don't know enough about right, her. Right, right, right. To don't make really a solace. Right. Yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, that's just, fair. That's yeah. fair. Nah, I'm not into Adele. Her music uh-huh. is boring as hell. I don't um, know how y'all be listening to that. I'm in the mood for it sometimes. Mm-mm. I do. Okay, I'm trying to think of other people. I think the only person, honestly, that I've has done music. A non-black person has done music, and I didn't get the heebie-jeebies that I always get when a non-black person No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Amy Winehouse. Like, I didn't get any uh, of those. Amy. I, Amy. Yeah, Amy, like, since, Amy, she's, Amy, since she Amy. came out. And I usually... It breaks my heart every time she comes yeah, out. Yeah, but um, that's probably the only non-black person who has done yeah. something with a black sound that I wasn't mm-hmm. like, who, she, who who sent her? Like, what, mm-hmm. I didn't have trust issues with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's actually the only one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I fucked with her so heavy. Yeah, me too. I gotta say, though, she was young. Had she been given a few more years That's of life, saying. she yeah. would have disappointed Something would have happened. Guaranteed. Something would have happened. Hands down. Something would have happened. Hands down. What we will not do, though, is tarnish her memory. So, <laughs> we love you, Amy. Love you. She was a Virgo. Aw. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. I used to love that little rat nest on her head. <laughs> I didn't I understand like, that. I was so into the whole movement. I, I was with it. I I that. was with it. No, she was great. But yeah, so that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let us know if y'all have stuff to add. This one is interesting to me. I've been feeling the same things. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about it. I didn't. I don't love Bruno the way that y'all love Bruno. Yeah. Um. I I do find a lot of his music kind of like what Kid Fury has said before, but I find a lot of his music to be 
sometimes it feels like he is um like, it doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just pretending. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe that he loves what he's doing and enjoys it and respects it. But it doesn't seem like necessarily a genuine um, interpretation or rendition of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can enjoy it. I just don't, like, go up for it in the same ways. And he's an amazing performer. Even though I'm tired of looking at his calves. Put on some pants, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, tiny ass calves. Put them cans, put them calves away. Anyway, but yeah, I um, I feel like he can be that type of performer, but still not be appropriating. Like just because, just because he kind of seems like imitation to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that he can that can just be who he comes off to me as an artist, but still not necessarily be appropriating if he pays homage. If he out, what I love is that he outright says that shit when he did that in Living Color inspired video. He didn't let you say, "Oh shit, that's like in Living Color." No, he said, "If there's any confusion, this was inspired by by Living Color." Just so that you fucking know, because. Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen is black people will see that shit and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm living color." White people would be like, "Oh, Bruno." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so he makes sure tell you know the where the shit comes from. What the shit is, yeah. So for me, I, I agree with you. I don't feel like it's appropriation, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely interested in what y'all have to say about yeah. it because mm-hmm. it's been like a huge, a huge, huge thing, and I, I do feel like it's a difference between sharing culture um, and appropriating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Blackface is not sharing culture. Rocking a headdress is not sharing culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. And a sombrero. Yeah, that's not sharing not culture, sharing you guys. Culture. It's a lot of that's that's the other problem. Like like a lot of people like to call appropriation and like abuse of culture, um, sharing, and that's not what that's that not is. what that is. So yeah, yo, let us know what you think. I enjoyed this one. Cool. Thank cool. you. So we did it. We did a show. We did a show, yo. Yes. We did a show. Um, be sure again to listen to Queer Walk podcast and listen to the episode where we are guests we'll put that link in the show notes Mm -hmm. be sure you're listening to um marsh's plate black trans talk podcast um i just love that episode she's gonna i think she's gonna recap like our trip on her next episode so i'll definitely put that one in the show notes like when it comes out the next show notes Uh or whatever what else anything else pod and live nyc april 21st put that shit on your calendars so that you can come through and be there it is open to all um what else we will be at we'll be in dc that's right dc april 27th and 28th 28th. for the age of the digital griot by we the we the culture podcast collective Mm -hmm. so definitely um get your tickets to that if you are in dc check us out if you are not but you want to go check that shit out we'll leave the link to that in the show notes notes as well anything else on my social media yes social media you Get can it to us. follow us on instagram and twitter and that is at t with qj we are also on tumblr and facebook and you just search t with queen and j search and follow there um we also have a website t with queen and you can go there to get updates on our events, updates on, um, I don't know, we have show notes there. We have the Pay Black Woman, every Pay Black Woman episode we added to the website too. Mm-hmm. So you have a place to reference that. We have our donation tab there. That is where you can go to donate to help sustain this podcast. What else we got? All kind of shit. You can send us T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And um, 
I think we did a show, yo. Ashe and thanks and all the libations to our South by Southwest sister circle and experience to all the black people that we saw and threw the Wakanda salute to. Yo, that was so great. Wait, one moment. Mm -hmm. We we left one horrible round table thing Mm -hmm. and we leave the hotel. And I think you noticed him first. Yes. Jay yes. always noticed him. There was some black girls across the way looking at us. And we were looking, looking at them. them. And we threw the Wakanda salutes at, some, uh-huh. at each other, like, all happily yep. and joyfully. And yep. this white woman was like, oh, my God, what's they going on? They threw it back. And they're like, what's happening? This, no, this white woman was like, what's happening? What's nope. going on? Ooh, and money ooh, was like, ooh, ooh. ooh. This is not. This not doesn't you. Concern, this doesn't concern you. Absolutely not. It was really fun. Get we took a here. picture together. We gave the white lady the camera. You, yeah, you, you be can take a, in yeah, this? Take take a picture. picture. Do some labor, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> We didn't speak to her that way, but yeah, but no, that was, that was awesome. They go to, um, they go to one of the universities in, I want to say Houston. They was in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston. And they were hanging out there they for spring break. They were so cute. They were so adorable. They were so cute. Oh my, they were all dressed all in black. black. They were so cute. They was in formation. They were. I loved it. I yes, loved it. So it was lovely meeting those women. Um, and yeah, and all the other black people that we had fun, nice black moments with, Yeah, you know, at South by Southwest, Rudy McFly, we met him, he came yeah, to our panel, super panel. sweet, oh, he super does music, cool. we might post his SoundCloud even, yo, that might be the one SoundCloud rapper that we fuck with, <laughs> okay, um, no, but he has a music collective, I don't know yeah, he does, he but anyway, yeah, we just had a really great motherfucking time, time, yo, yeah, it was good, it was wonderful, it was really good, so yeah, yo, we're thankful for that. And putting that thankful energy into the universe and we hope that it carries us throughout the rest of the year it will that's right it will. um black lives matter say her name stop killing trans women disability too white maybe he doesn't hit you what else um spoony chat spoony chat um podden film disc podden live podden live nyc release l what the one we just did the girl the woman who was being detained, that's her husband. Oh, release. Oh, Allie? Is yeah. it Allie? Yeah, release oh, okay, Allie. okay, Release, yeah, release Allie. Allie. Cool. And also the other hashtag she has is Allie versus Ice. Allie hashtag versus Ice. Ice. That's right. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Smooches. Bye. Fuck everything, mommy poppin', got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, bitch, you know I'm conceited, yo ho wanna be me, yo nigga want eat it. Cocky as fuck, everything by me poppin', got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, nigga, fuck your opinion, I hustle or get it, I get it, I get it. I am not seeking approval, I'm number one, I tell bitches what to do. He heard I'm Creole, he think I know voodoo. Bitch, I will twist your ass up like a noodle. Oh, you a copy of me, you a doodle. Bitches is blocking to me like I'm Kodak. All of my bitches is yellow, they bow that. How about the whip at the light and they throw that? Uh, cocky as fuck in the mouth with your daddy, he kissing the ground and I walk on. Uh, cocky as fuck in the pit with your nigga, he bought everything that I got on. Hey, hey, throw that, uh, throw that. Bitch, I look good and you know that. They say I got me some money and change. Little bitch, you knew I was popping before that. Hey, yeah, sexy as fuck. Look in the mirror, I'm madly in love. Rubbing some dubs on the bitch in the tub. Yo, nigga, suck it like a Capri Sun. Tell him, come pick me up at the school. I'm trying to have my dad did like a screw. I'm trying to give you something you could chew. I'm trying to give you that M.A. that ooh. I got the moves like a damn kangaroo. Foot in their ass, cause these bitches my shoes. I am the captain, they do what I do. On top of D, bitches, head like a roof. Cocky as fuck and my friends cocky too. I'm fine as fuck and they all sexy too. If I got beef with you, they got it too. Bitch, I'm the truth and your nigga the proof. Cocky 
as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, bitch, you know I'm conceding. Your hoe wanna be me, your nigga won't eat it. Cocky as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, nigga, fuck your opinion. I hustle or get it, I get it, I get it.